Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas on the Man Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. We've got new Cowboys articles up there every single day of the week, including one from myself on the head coach situation for the Denver Broncos and why Cowboys Nation is bound to have strong feelings on it. And we will get into that topic tonight for sure. But also remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show, the 2023 Mazda CX-50. Before we get into any of that, though, let's get into the big question. Let's get into the big question. The Cowboys have a critical decision to make before Thursday night football, and that is the following. Let me know what you guys think in the chat. Should the Cowboys rest or play their starters? Because it is not a very easy question to answer, is it? First and foremost, the elephant in the room. This is a short week for the Cowboys. It is a short week for Dallas, also for the Tennessee Titans. Now, knowing that, you also get into the whole conversation of, well, what are you playing for exactly? The answer, mathematically, is you are playing for the NFC East title. But if we're being realistic, it's a long shot. The Cowboys, according to 538, have a 3% chance of winning the NFC East. That is because the Eagles clinched the division and a first-round bye with just a win. And they're playing the Saints, and they're playing the Giants. And they might get Jalen Hurts back for whichever of the two they prefer. But also, if you are the Cowboys, maybe you don't want to, you know, mess around on Thursday for lack of a better word, or for lack of being able to say a better word, you don't want to mess around on Thursday, and then on Sunday have the Eagles lose a football game, because then then it will be entirely on you, right? You don't want to maybe risk it. So you want to secure that win versus the Titans, but then at the same time, who are the Titans playing? Malik Willis, backup quarterback, who's a rookie, and he might be a promising prospect, but he is not ready yet. So it's a tough balance. Do you want to play your starters? Do you want to rest them? And we'll get into a little bit more. Uh, we'll get into it in more detail. But before we do that, let me see what you have to say in the chat. Craig says play. Gregory goes with play as well. Play for momentum, says Bruce. Peter Rizzo says play. Toxic says play. Put the pressure on the Eagles. Make them earn it, right? Jerry says, play their starters, still have a chance to win the division. Then you get 10 days between the next game. 
That is also true. That is part of a short week. The fact that it, it is it is followed by a long one immediately. You play your starters, says Craig. Floyd says you're not going to win the NFC East. Joshua says they have a chance for home field advantage depending on if the Eagles lose out. And while that is mathematically true, it's a tough ask. Now, I am turned somewhere in between. I think that you, first and foremost, this is not a college football. So you cannot rest every, every starter. You can rest key starters here and there. And this is where I would like to get into the details here. These are some of the players that, to me, we should have strong conversations about. Because, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Pollard. Let's start with Tony Pollard. I think you should rest Tony Pollard. He has missed back-to-back -back practices this week with a thigh injury. He has been a DNP with it. And if he's not feeling even close to 100%, I don't know if you want to mess around with the guy who earns his money because of his explosiveness. Do you need him versus the Titans? Now, that is a good question because the Titans might be on a losing streak. But what is their strength? They have the number two best run defense in the NFL. So that makes it even harder to, to figure out. Now, Micah Parsons added to the injury report on Tuesday with a hand injury. He was limited. He did practice, but was limited. But Micah, when uh, we've had conversations about this, might be missing some use. Do you want to rest him and get the best version of Micah heading into the playoffs? Now, resting Micah for two weeks, though, kind of a complicated choice. I think that if you win on Thursday and say that the Eagles also win and the NFC East is out of the picture, then you do consider heavily consider resting your starters in week 18 versus the Washington Commanders if you really don't have anything to play for. Now, if I were a member of the Cowboys coaching staff, I don't know that I would want to be the guy to tell Micah that he is not playing because you know that Micah will fight you. He will want to get on that playing field. So if I had to bet, Micah Parsons plays on Thursday night football, but I can guarantee you that the Cowboys are going to want to manage his workload as much as possible. Among players that absolutely have to play, in my opinion, you've got Nashawn Wright, Tyron Smith, and T.Y. Hilton. Why? Because those are the guys that are in a position that we still need to figure out. Number one, what are they now? And number two, the fact that there is no other choice, so let's get them as many snaps as possible. Uh, that, that's how I would break it down personally. Let's see here in the chat. Uh, Tony and CD are about to break 1,000 yards and 100 receptions. First wide out to do so since uh, Irvin. And I would imagine that has to do with like, you know, maybe, well, between, oh, Tony and City. Tony and City. Dak and City about to break 1,000 yards and 100 receptions. First wide out to do so since Irvin says 6 to midnight. You mean Dak? And City. Wait, because City is past 1,000, right? But if you mean specifically with Dak Prescott, then that would make much more sense to me right now. You play this week all the starters and then see about next week, says Craig. 
T.Y. Fine says, uh, Sam Rowe, workload I agree with. I don't care about stats. It's toxic, Tom. Let's see. When can we start betting on the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, says Charlene Evans. I'm not going to lie, Charlene. I think that they might be worth a flyer right now. I think that they might be worth a flyer in the betting world. You can make a futures uh, bet, says Toxic. Yeah, like, you know, if you're talking about literally being able to, you've been able to do so since week one. It's amazing. It's amazing to bet future bets. How bad will the Cowboys beat the Titans Thursday night, says B French. They're 10-point starters, by the way. They're 10-point starters, by the way, heading into Thursday night. Uh, not that that makes us feel good at all. The Cowboys were 18-point favorites versus the Houston Texans. We're not able to really make the most of it. Those are the, the those are the five players that I feel strongly about. You need to play right Tyron and TY, and I, I would be willing to rest Pollard, especially because it is a thigh injury. Maybe you don't want to mess around with that. And Micah... You know, if you believe that some rest will get number 11 right back on track, sure, rest him. Now, let me be clear, though. Let me be clear. I watched the tape today. I have not finished my process. There's still some things that I want to dive into more in depth. I feel way better about Micah, though. He had some plays in there in which he was putting the pressure on. He showed up some some fancy moves as well in the pass rush department. So shout out to Mike. I feel better after watching the old 22. But in terms of use, I don't know. I don't know if the Cowboys prefer to give him some rest here. Oh, thought that I had taken out the overlay. I'm sorry. Here we go. Let's see some of your comments here. Uh, just win one game at a time, says Gilbert. I would rest Micah if Philly, if Philly wins on Sundays is toxic, Tom. Nashawn Wright, best option to outside cornerback. Bland in this lot, says Alex. Hey, let me read you, let me read to you something that I just quote tweeted. And it has to do with what we talked about last week. Because we were talking about how having the wrong Bland in this lot is actually what you might want to do if everything else was equal. And Brett Coleman, who is the host of the film room on YouTube, tweeted this out, and I love it because it fits right into the conversation that we had about Deron Bland last week. If your nickel is soft as toilet paper and you can't play Deron, you die. If your nickel is low and can't carry a vertical, you die. If your nickel can at least survive a two-way go-in man from time to time, you die. It is the most important spot in modern secondary IMO. That is from Brett Coleman. And I thought it was pretty interesting because it has to do with the with what we talked about last week on how we usually look at nickel cornerback as the number three guy on the position group. But having a solid nickel cornerback right now might be even more important than having a solid outside cornerback, honestly. You know, maybe beyond number two because if you if we're talking about the number one corner i'm guessing you you want that number one guy outside because of how you can match up versus other x wide receivers but if we're talking about about cornerback two and the guy that plays in the nickel give me a better nickel cornerback so i don't disagree with alex here 
And we actually talked about this on Sunday night, if I'm not mistaken as well. The Probably the, the best combination for corners for Dallas right now or the bet that they want to be able to cash in is having Bland play in this lot and Ashang Wright take over on the outside. Ryan says, ADC, what is your thoughts on J.J. Watt retiring planned after the season? It hurt. It hurt, man. It, it, it did. I don't know. Listen, that's one of those guys that has one of the most unforgettable seasons of all time. Forget about his entire career, which obviously you cannot do. That is why he will be in Canton in maybe five years from now. I think that he's a first Ballot Hall of Famer. I don't think that it's even close. But, bro, that, what was it? Uh, 2012 season, when he had 20 and a half sacks, he had uh, 39 tackles for a loss. Man, what? <laughs> Let me read that again. Uh, in 2012, and this is the same year that Adrian Peterson won MVP, by the way. J.J. Watt had, <laughs> these, are no, these numbers are ridiculous. Let me read them to you. <laughs> okay, he had 20 and a half sacks, you know, casually. 39 tackles for loss. Both numbers led the league. He had 16 pass deflections. That, uh, that is when he earned his J.J. Swat nickname too. 16, that is one per game. That is crazy. 16 pass deflections. And then, you know, four first fumbles. <laughs> that is the one of the most unforgettable seasons that, that I will ever see from a defensive player. I'm sure of that. Walked away with the defensive player of the year on that one. He was the all-pro. And then in 2014, he actually got MVP votes. He actually ended up as the runner-up for MVP in 2014, which is kind of crazy because you could argue that 2012 was even better for, for J.J. Watt. Let's see here. WTF, that is ridiculous, says the Reaper. It, it really is. It's out of this world. I will see if I can dive into maybe uh, Pro Football Focus and see if they had like more advanced numbers in that 2014 season. I don't know how far back their advanced stats go. I don't think that they go as, as back as 2012, but I will make sure to check it out at least. Let's see what we can find later. But yeah, JJ Watt, enjoy retirement. That is an absolute legend. One of the very best players that I've ever gotten to see, uh, you know, in the NFL for sure. Anyways, let's move on a little bit here and let's get into the next topic that I, I'm dying to get into this. The Broncos fired Nathaniel Hackett. What do we care? We're talking about the Cowboys. I mean, let's look at the list. And this list is, by the way, this is a list put together by Bet Online, which, you know, puts out betting odds on just about everything. A very important note should be made here. When you see these kind of betting, betting odds uh, fly around social media, they're usually just marketing unless they actually offer them to you to bet. But if they're just tossing, it at, tossing them out there in articles or in statements, blah, 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 that's just marketing, unless they actually give you the offer to bet on them. But there is still a fun exercise to look at because they're usually pretty accurate, in my opinion, the names of uh, the favorites that are there. So let's look at what Bet Online put together 
after the Broncos fired Nathaniel Hackett. And let's have a conversation about what it means to Cowboys Nation because the number one guy on that list is Sean Payton. We'll get into that. The number two guy on that list by Bet Online favorites to sign with the Broncos as the head coach. Number two is Dan Quinn. And then you got a mix of interesting names. Jim Caldwell is in there. Steichen is in there. D'Amico Ryans is obviously a rising candidate. Eric Bieniemy, who's been a candidate for a while now. Frank Reich. And then you get to Kellen Moore as the eighth favorite to land the job with the Denver Broncos. My question from me to you is a fairly simple one. Do you think, yes or no, the Dan Queen is still the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys in 2023. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it is officially what I call head coach candidate season in the NFL. So let me know what you guys think in the chat. I will give you my answer. Does Dan Quinn coach elsewhere in 2022, 2023? Well, actually, I phrased that question differently. Is Dan, the, the, the original question was, is Dan Quinn still the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys next year? Let me know what you guys think before I give you my answer. Let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net because the ride of the week, ladies and gentlemen, is the 2023 Mazda CX-50. This one starts at $41,830. It's got a sunroof. It's got sun, uh, all-wheel drive, excuse me, Wi-Fi hotspot, hands-free liftgate, Lane departure warning assist and a miles per gallon capacity of 23 when you are in the city. That goes all the way up to 29 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the 2023 Mazda CX-50 over at FreemanMazda.net, a family-owned business for over 65 years. And remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. Go ahead and check it out over at FreemanMazda.net. Net. Now, by the way, do me a favor and hit the like button, share the stream. Every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. That is the biggest but simplest thing that you can do to help me out. Let's see. Yes. Oh, everybody's saying yes. Tisila goes with yes, apparently. Uh, Charlene goes with yes. Gregory goes with yes. Uh, the Wayne Brown, a little bit less optimistic. He says, he says no. Brett goes with yes. The Reaper says yes because Denver has no picks and a messed up GM and stuck with Wilson. Important point there. Denver Broncos not looking like the most attractive job for a coach looking for a vacancy. Toxic says, I don't know where DQ makes sense as a head coach at the moment. So for now, no, says Toxic. Let's see here. Yes, of course, is be French. Ines is yes. Shout out to Joey Bella, who just became a member of ADC Sports Dallas. Shout out to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I think so, says Inez. Jerry says yes. Pretty much everyone says that uh, Dan Quinn will stick around for the Cowboys in 2023. I'm going to be less optimistic. I will say no. I just have the feeling that he will get hired by a NFL team next offseason. I don't know if it will be the Broncos. And let's talk about this. Let's talk about this from a Broncos point of view. You look at this list. And let's go through all of the emotions that Cowboys fans might have when looking at it. First and foremost, Sean Payton. A lot of fans in Dallas 
want Sean Payton to be the next head coach of the Cowboys. But for that, Michael McCarthy would have to be out of the picture. And let's be real here. Do you think that Mike McCarthy will be in Dallas next year? Yes or no? Let's be real here. Do you think that Mike McCarthy will remain in Dallas next year? Because that's what it would take to bring home Sean Payton. And my answer to that, spoiler alert, would be no. Uh, excuse me. Yes, uh, he would be. He will be here. Excuse me. He will be here. <laughs> Sorry for that confusion there. Mike McCarthy will be the head coach of the Cowboys next year. The only possible way that I can see that Mike McCarthy is not around for 2023 is, a, is if the Cowboys are humiliated in the wildcard round. I don't think that will happen. I'm not going to lie. If the Cowboys get to the divisional round as we expect them to, and I say that because the Cowboys will be favorites in the wildcard round, whoever they face out of the NFC South. I think that the Cowboys stick around with Mike McCarthy, and I wouldn't blame them. Listen, we're kind of taking for granted in a very weird way. Back-to-back 10-win regular, uh, regular seasons, back-to-back playoff trips. And I'm not saying that's what it takes to make it to the Super Bowl, I'm saying Mike McCarthy is doing what he's supposed to do, in, and that is winning games. We want him to win playoff games, though. We'll see how this second trip to the playoffs go. But even if they lose a competitive game in the postseason, I don't think that McCarthy is out of the picture. I think it would take sort of a humiliating game in order for him to not uh, stick around for, for next year. Let's see here in the chat. Edward says yes, Brett says yes, Tisila says yes, Toxic says no, I do not think that he will be here next year. Gregory also goes with no. Jerry says yes, if they win two playoff games. Listen, I think, I think that bar might be one game instead of two. I think it might be two, two, uh, one game instead of two. Alex says, I think that Sean Payton can do better things with our offensive talent. That might be true, but also we got to consider the fact that it wouldn't be a seamless transition. I don't know that Sean Payton will just roll into the office and suddenly everyone's on the same page. Everyone knows language to the offense. I don't know if it, will, it would be a smooth transition. Maybe for the long term, you can make the argument that, yeah, Sean Payton could end up doing better things with the offense. But I don't know. Just based on how, on how things work in the NFL... I would be very surprised if Dallas moves on from Mike McCarthy. I think that a queen will be here. Jerry won't let him go anywhere. This is Russell. You know, they already opened up the wallet once. Hopefully they do so again. Now, one more that we need to get to. Uh, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore will, will be interviewing for jobs. Listen, I know that we have a ton of complaints about Kellen Moore. But here is an undisputable fact. When Dak Prescott has been at the wheel for his offense, he's got to kill it. <laughs> and NFL front offices right now are into junk offensive guru 
kind of coaches. So don't rule out the possibility of Kellen Moore landing a head coaching job even in 2023. I'm not, I'm not going to give out an opinion on that. I'm just going to say the undisputable fact is that as long as Dak Prescott is running his offense, he has commanded one of the best offenses in the entire NFL. You can argue, and it, and it would be a fair argument, that he has, you know, his players, and that's what, what's made the most efficient offense in the NFL. Now, Toxic says, Lord, please stop calling KM a guru or a genius. He can even shape. No, let's be very clear here. Let's be very clear here. I did not call Kellen Moore a guru. I said NFL front offices are into young offensive guru coaches. And once more, with his offense, when, when Dak has run it, it's been one of the best in the NFL. So you can definitely see why Kellen could be in the mix for a head coaching job. Already interviewed last year. Might be interviewed again. He will, will be interviewed again. Might impress a front officer too in the process. And, and it takes one team to fall in love with the guy for him to be handed the keys to the organization. Let's see. It's going to be a fun offseason as well, uh, once more coaching-wise for Cowboys fans. I, I can guarantee you we'll have stuff to talk about when the time comes. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, before I get out of here, what is your one cool thing of the week? Let me know in the chat. Oh, I had forgotten something that I wanted to say. One, one more thing before we move on into the one cool thing. Say that Kellen Moore. Say that Kellen Moore ends up signing with another NFL team. Say that one team says, "You know what? I'm gonna believe in that guy. Get Kellen Moore here. Sign him to a contract." Let's say that Kellen leaves. In the off chance that it happens, do you know who could be in the mix for offensive coordinator for the Cowboys in 2023? I hate to say it. I hate to be the guy. To, to maybe break it to you, but I think Nathaniel Hackett will be in that conversation. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Maybe in the offseason. Maybe once we get to September, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be funny anymore. But I think that Hackett could be in that mix, especially because your best shot might be to just like trust McCarthy's offense, right? And, and the perfect guy to run McCarthy's offense could be Hackett just based on the history that they have with each other. I'm just going to say, and this is a real story. I'm not making it up. This is a real story. Mike McCarthy took Nathaniel Hackett to his first ever roller coaster ride. <laughs> so they have sort of a, a uncle, uncle vibe to Nathaniel Hackett McCarthy, McCarthy has. So just... I'm just warning you. I'm just warning you about that possibility. Ladies and gentlemen, as we do every Tuesday night, we do have the one cool thing of the week. For those of you who are new to the show, that is where you share your one cool thing. It can be something personal, professional, sports-related, non-sports-related. It is kind of a feel-good space of the week. So without any further ado, let me know in the chat, what is your one cool thing of the week, ladies and gentlemen? I will start with mine. 
before we get out of here. My one cool thing of the week is that it is playoff weekend in college football. We are getting two very interesting matchups this time around for college football. Usually they're blowouts, historically. I think they might not be blowouts this time around, though. I think that on Saturday, as we get ready to celebrate the new year, Ohio State versus Georgia will be a fun one. And I think that TCU Michigan could be a fun one as well. Excited about those games. Excited about Tennessee playing Clemson. I wish that Tennessee had Penn and Hooker available. They don't. But that could have been an even more fun game. So let's see here. I got a vintage Roy Williams jersey for my birthday. This is Joey Bella. That is definitely one cool thing. Let's see here. Uh, Toxic Thompson. My wife got me an athlete Rutschman jersey for Christmas. There you go. Shout out to Toxic. Shout out to, you know, uh, whoever gifted Joey his birthday jersey and whoever, uh, and Toxic's wife who gifted him the, the jersey. Dwayne, thank you for that. That is, this is my one cool thing of the week too. <laughs> Too many people in the chat, says Dwayne, but the likes are low. Get them up. Thank you, sir. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Remember that they're not for me. They're for, for the algorithm. It lets, it lets YouTube know, you know what? Uh, people are enjoying this show. Put it in front of more people. <laughs> do, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Let's see. We'll get to see Cowboys-Eagles game again tonight, says Gilbert. Man, was a fun one. It's worth re-watching and re-watching. Tommy says, one cool thing, I finally got out of work on time after a couple straight weeks of 12 to 15 hour shifts. Toxic, uh, excuse me, Tommy, enjoy that. Bruce says, I put a smile on my kids' faces for Christmas. I am content. Greg Green live stream says, one cool thing, the non-sack on third down when Maddox had Dak by the legs, but he found a way to not go down and get the ball to Gallup. Huge turning point. Yes, sir, let's go. And then I sat down with pad and pen to figure out how the Cowboys could have protected that blitz, how the scheme protection could have looked. It was a very, very well-called blitz by the Eagles. Uh, respect and respect to Maddox for getting there quickly, but even more respect to Dak Prescott for being able to stay on his two feet. Joey says, my father-in-law, Mauricio, big fan too. There you go. That's awesome. Let's see here. All right. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. As always, do me a favor and hit the like button. I appreciate you. Hope that you guys have a fantastic Tuesday night. I will give you a shout out. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, Primetime brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Hope that you guys have a fantastic Tuesday night. I will see you tomorrow night. And listen, it's a short week, so tomorrow it's all previous stuff versus the Titans. All previous stuff, including betting the Cowboys. We are 11-3 in that segment for the season, and it's a tough game to bet. Cowboys are 10-point favorites. The over-under is at 40.5 points. I really don't know what to do about this one, but we'll figure it out before tomorrow night. Uh, so shout out to you. Another one cool thing. I love this little notebook that I got as well. 
in one of those Christmas games that you played. This is where I have my scripts for the shows and stuff. <laughs> All right, guys. See you. Bye-bye.